Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our radio show, where you get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. Okay, let's get started. Here's my co-host, Mike Sherrick. So today's Memorial, the beginning of Memorial Day weekend. Right. The Indy 500 is tomorrow. That's right. It's the end of the school year. Yes. The beginning of summer. Right. And yeah. we, we did it again in Chicago this year, right? We went from winter yep. to summer. Yeah. With like, what, two days of spring, maybe? Yep. I'm thinking, yeah. And Chicagoan is a is a particular breed of human being in the, that they can <laughs> deal with the- yeah. uh Sadistic. Yeah, the polar- from way over there to way over yeah, here, you know? Yeah, So welcome to Into the Gap. This is Mike Sherrick. I'm with my partner, Bob Ponarelli. Bob, how you doing, man? Good Good morning. Uh, you know, I just want to acknowledge Memorial Day for a second. Yeah. And I want to, like, I was in the dojo the other day, and I said I wanted to represent something, and they said, <laughs> what the hell is that? What the hell is that? What's what that supposed to mean? Speak English. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, to represent something means to bring it from the for, from the background to the foreground. Right. You know, it's just a way, it's a manner of speaking, but if you, whatever. So, look. It's Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Memorial Day is coming up. Yeah. So, you know, we all do the barbecue thing. We all do the let's enjoy life thing. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is that Memorial Day, the history of it, yeah. used to be called Decoration Day. Yeah. And it was the result of the uh, birth of a national cemetery system, mm-hmm. which was further the result of massive amounts of death in the Civil War. Yeah. And they called it Decoration Day because you had all these cemeteries around the country now. And yeah. then you had all these people who started just spreading flowers on all these graves. Yeah. So um, in 1868, mm-hmm. it became Decoration Day. Yeah. And then in uh, 1971, which is crazy because I have no recollection of this, it, mm-hmm. became a na- it became Memorial Day and a national holiday. Yeah, yeah. So um, it really, I just wanted to acknowledge that we're here and we get this have the speaking that we have as a result of people who, uh, to put it in Jocko Willing's terms, forgetting oneself for the sake of victory. Yeah. No. You know what, Bob? It's so beautiful because really when you talk about Memorial Day, what it, it, what it really is for me, it's mm-hmm. uh, a clear indication of that our freedom comes at a cost. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. Yep. I, I think sometimes we, lo- we think we're entitled to be free. And we live, we live in the greatest country in the world Yep. and freedom has come relatively inexpensively the right. last 50 years. Right. And so, or 60 years, 70 years actually. Um, and, 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 and that's really what it is. It's mm-hmm. like, there is a cost to freedom and we don't often realize that. Right. And as the news stories later on will indicate, yeah. you know, um, you kind of wonder sometimes if we're being moved toward you know, culturally, are we being moved toward a condition where uh, we have to uh, state how great of a country we live in and then have to be ashamed of it for some reason? Well, you know, because it seems like there's a lot of that going on. When you look at the news, it's almost like, you know, people being, you know, well, you can't wear a flag, yeah, you know, here or there or at this company. You can't wear a lapel pin that's got a flag. Yeah. You know, these kind of stories you read recently, by the way. I, I think there's a lot of confusion. I think one of the things that happens when, you know, from distress, conflict, failure, breakdown, 
requires people to step back. I mean, that's the, the base of the book, Anti-Fragile, right? You learn from your failures and your breakdowns. Say it again. So, distress what? Distress. Distress, discomfort, failure, breakdown, you know, things that aren't going your way. Right. Right. Discomfort. Yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, then, and then recovery after that? Or? Yeah. Then when you recover from that, you actually get better. But But what ends up happening is if we don't have enough of that, if we don't have any of it, we we then lose sight of it, right? And and one of the things that happens from a setback is you can actually recalibrate and, and dial into your vision and get really clear on what you're here for. Right. And one of the things that's going on culturally with us is we've been rolling sevens for a long time now. Since right. like 1988. It's been like sevens, dude, grab the money, let's go. We're rocking, party, snort cocaine, have the whole thing, right? Right. Yes. Right? I mean, that, was <laughs> I, a, that was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. you know, it's been kind of this for lack of a better word, privileged environment we've all enjoyed. Yes. And and so I think we, we've lost sight of it. And then yes. what ends up happening without it being communicated over and over and thanks and gratitude <coughs> being given, like true thanks and gratitude being given. Right. It can, it's easy for it to become entitled. Which brings me to uh, just also represencing the commitment in the show, yeah, that's which a, is yeah. that we're committed to reigniting the conversation for men as leaders and entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm as parent providers mm -hmm. and as people partnering with women in creating a better world, mm -hmm. which ought to imply the obvious, right? Yeah. Which is we're, we're not interested in conflict. We're interested in no. dialogue. We're, yeah. we're and, and bringing people in, together. Yeah, absolutely. There was a, there was this great conversation I had yesterday in, in that men's group I told you about that, yep. you know, we got together and we're, we're, we were talking and we're talking about really our purposes to, to bring people together and then right. the divide mm -hmm. and the coming together of community is mm -hmm. actually a source of divinity and the division is something else. Right. Yep. And, and that's really what I think is going on. And, and, you know, there's something else is just distraction. And, and that's what, that's kind of the intention of how we got the show together was to, to really call men forth to step into their leadership. And that's really what today's going to be about. Yeah. And you know? I, I also want to, yeah. I, and I, I just, this, 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 these four lines speak to me. This is from S Stefan Arneo, who is yeah. an entrepreneur up in Canada. Yeah. And he wrote a book. And his mantra in the book is, hard times create oh, strong this. men. Yeah. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. So that cycle is an 80-year cycle that yeah. never has been broken yeah. in history. Well, in the history of this country, let's say, for, just for an example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? And so, yeah, and, I, th I think that's what we're looking at. We've gotten to a time where my perception is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're probably in not as great a time as other times in our history, at least right. in our lifetime, right? Right. And so, you know, our call is to come in for it so that, you know, the place rocks a little more. Right. right? So want to get into the uh, documentation of existing conditions. <laughs> documentation of existing conditions. I actually, I don't know if it's my favorite part of the show, but it's my favorite part <laughs> of the preparation of the show. That's for sure. It, <laughs> it sounds, although it sounds wordsmithy <laughs> yeah. and it kind of is wordsmithy, yeah. but it really is pertinent. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you look at the topics of the day, the news topics of yeah. the day are indicative of, well, it looks like it's going that way. It doesn't have to go that way. Yeah. But you look at news items, you say, Ooh, I don't like where that's going or, you know, yeah. or I'm concerned because it's, yeah. you know, like that. So why don't you hit one before we run out of time? Yeah. This right. First segment. All right. Chatty. All yeah. right. Cool. The first one is, uh, well, it's from the BBC Yeah. and it's just, it raises a question. The BBC is asking the question, are weddings too white? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And my, my thought about that is, look, I, I get it. They're doing a news story. They've got to find stuff to write about, mm -hmm. you know, it's very easy for people 
from either a, a conservative side, quote unquote, or a liberal side mm -hmm. to kind of frame that and say, oh, it means this or it means that. Mm -hmm. But my question is, who gets who has the authority mm -hmm. in a time where free speech is being constrained in a lot of ways? Yeah, yeah. Who has the authority to say stuff like that and not have that occur as, well, what are you talking about? Well, you know, when I, you hear, know. When I hear, when I hear, when I see this, it's this, uh, there's kind of this anti-tradition thing going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is, uh, I'm <laughs> like. kind of an understatement. Yeah. What's at the core of that? You know, like what's going on there, kids? You know? Right. So, yeah. And, and I get it. And, and I think part of that too, Bob, is the, the absence of what it took to get to where we're at. So, you know, we've got to, uh, you know, do something, you know, that, that the old ways don't matter anymore. Right. So how about another, you got another story in there? I do. I have one on uh, banning God bless America in schools in the uh, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> a group called and let me just say that this is coming from I want to quote sources here. The sure. first one was from the BBC. BBC. Yeah. This one. They're is, doing really good with the Brexit thing, aren't they? They're like hammering that. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is from a guy named Nate Brown. I guess this Theresa May ain't no Winston Churchill. Let's just say that, okay? Is that uh, is that stepping out too far? Uh yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And yeah. you know, she literally broke down by the way. But anyway. No, so th this is this is coming from the uh so so there's a group called Yeah. There's a group called I'm sorry, the Freedom from Freedom from Religion freedom Foundation. Freedom from Religion. Yeah, not, not that freedom, freedom of Religion. No, it's Freedom from Religion. There we go. That's good. And they're atheists and uh <laughs> okay. they they're so they're suing and they're saying, No, we you can't you can't say that. No God bless America in school. Yeah. And then they're being fought by the another group and they're called the First Liberty Institute. Okay. And these are people who are fighting for using uh God or Jesus yeah. in, in prayer in the military. And they won a recent lawsuit, by the way. Yeah. So, so they're duking it out. All right. Well, there's almost no one less religious than me, but the whole idea <laughs> of freedom from religion <laughs> is wacky. You know, one of the things that we or really had an opportunity, occurred at an opportunity for yeah. us yeah. in doing the show is the truth is learned, never told. Yeah. And so I brought with me a little, I know I'm sucking oh up God. here, but oh Mike Sherrick has written what I feel is an excellent book called Berwin Rules, Leadership Secrets of 26th Street. And here is we, he and I have been going back and forth, right? What so chapter is it in? This is the chapter on accountability. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And it says, uh, and I'm just cutting right to the, to the yeah. part. You begin to learn things, not because you were told, you learn through discovery and experience. The face of learning changed. No longer was learning just sitting in a classroom, listening to someone dictate to you facts, figures, and formulas. Learning became a journey. The best part? This type of learning had no grades attached. Learning became personal. Learning became access to expansion. All of a sudden, the world got bigger and far more interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that really is part of our commitment. Yeah, that, that's that's from the second section of the book. There's three sections in the book, and that's in the second section of the book. Uh -huh. You know, the, the getting out in the real world and getting some on you and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was never a particularly great student until I went back to school to IIT and then I graduated with honors, you know. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But I was, you know, 30 years older. Huh? I didn't know that honors part. That's yeah. awesome. Good yeah. for you. But, yeah, but, but it's like there was a different reason for going, mm -hmm. you know. Like there was a, a, an interest. There was, like I was actually being caused in the manner of going to school there as opposed to being held hostage and having to go to school. And that's, I think, what we want to talk about, you know. Yeah, you so, want you want me to jump into this man story for a second? The one we just yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's do that because this this story is so great because it it kind of paints the landscape of where we're at today, 
and how this idea of being cause and the matter right um is almost like foreign right you know so yep. yeah go into this story. so this is from a, a a website uh called ask men ask yeah, men. Ask men. And, uh, and so it's seven obsolete manly skills and what to replace them with. So they're basically saying, you know, you should replace hunting with learning how to cook for yourself. Yeah. Hunting is obsolete. Yeah, right. You should yeah. replace fighting with learning how to meditate. Or I'm sorry, no, learning me- how to mediate. Mediate. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, you know, could throw meditate in there and get away with it. Repairing your, <laughs> not that meditation is bad repairing your car you should replace that with learning how to write code which i can see you and i doing right away i mean oh my gosh writing code no problem <laughs> fixing things at home should be replaced with learning how to decorate that's that that may that's, be that's my kind of favorite one yeah you know hunt don't don't change that electrical socket please arrange the flowers right yeah. yes yeah. and then be replace this is a yeah. the biggest one i think replace being a leader yeah. with learning how to collaborate that is that to me actually sends shivers down my spine. As if collaboration has nothing to do with leadership. That's the best part. Why not? Like they and they don't get into they don't get into logic and reasons on uh, logic and reason on these sites. No, From this is view, this is know, all I mean, feeling based, Bob. Exactly, because I think that's number seven. Yes. So, yeah. being a disciplinarian, you should replace being a disciplinarian with learning how to communicate with your children. Okay. And, can, and, I just want to put something in with that one. Okay. Yeah. Number one, that makes me nuts. Because that's at the core of what was ta- what I was talking about with guys, right? So yeah. if you're not going to be a dis- and disciplinarian, doesn't mean beating your child; it means right. actually guiding your child, right? Right. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna replace being a disciplinarian with what does it say, communicating with your child, or yeah, uh, replace being a disciplinarian with learning how to communicate with your children. Yeah. So what ends up happening is you're creating children want to be led, and there's a there's a need for a power dynamic. Yeah. At a early age, so they understand. Otherwise, they're just like little bitty blobs of nothingness. <laughs> and we're going to empower them with no skills and no right. – that's insane. Right. And the other one, the last one is yeah. ho- instead of holding your emotions in, yeah, you should learn how to talk about your feelings, yeah. which, which really based on the fact that it's Memorial Day, just really quick. Yeah. It's D-Day. Yeah. We're invading Normandy. Yeah. What comes up for you? <laughs> <laughs> so can you imagine like a bunch of millennials are in the, in the, and, and this is not to put down at millennials because I know right. some amazing humans right. that are born in that era, but, but could you imagine a bunch of guys with hair buns, like getting ready to invade Normandy yeah. and going, you know, I don't think I'm feeling it today. Right. Or, or somebody just comes up and says, okay, how many of you here had difficulty sleeping last night? You, yeah. you just got like, you got less than four hours. Raise your hand. Okay. Yeah. You guys can go over You there. guys can go over there. Or yeah. did everyone take their Ambien today? Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Or, Anybody constipated? <laughs> Are you constipated? Okay. Get this guy some legs before or, we get on the beach. Or let's let's have a group hug before we go. Right? Yeah. Or talk. Or cuddle. Cuddle. Let's cuddle. Or let's talk do about, man cuddling. Or should we talk about, before we get on the ships that are taking us to the beach, yeah. let's talk about how we feel about all this. Well, you know, that's such a great lead-in because what this is about is really looking at being cause in the matter. Would being cause in the matter of your life is it's a stand you take for your life. Right. And in acting from that stand. So what I mean by a stand, it's a position, a commitment you have. Right. And acting from that stand, not from your feelings, not from your concerns, not from your upsets. Uh-huh. Right. Not from what's on your schedule next week, right? Right. And it leaves you with the power. You know, you're never a victim. You know? Uh-oh, we got music coming on. Yeah, you're never a victim. And so what ends up happening is we've got, we've created this culture of like where we honor victims. Like everyone's a victim. Correct. Every, everyone's a victim. And, yeah. And, yeah, go ahead. 
Well, no, keep going, because I have a document here on this whole victim thing that I think is fascinating. Yeah. Go on. But but when everyone's a victim, yes. th- th- nobody has access to anything. You're just sitting around, and you're complaining and making noise, and you can't move forward. You're paralyzed by the victimness of it. And what being caused in the matter of it is, and, you know, I think the book that's the most powerful is, you know, anti-fragile. You know, it's about you take the upsets and the missteps that happen to you, the failures that you step into, yes. the, the assaults that you uh, undercur, and you right. take them and you learn from them and you build and you grow right. and you get stronger. Let me ask you to go back real quick, though. Sure. And I know we're on the clock, but, I'm, yeah. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. I can't always care about that. We got a clock, so what? Yeah. yeah. All right. So this article about men yeah. and about, you know, these seven points, yeah. right? And yeah. how that takes you out of being at cause. Yeah. Say a little more about how this pr- proposition that these guys well, have if, takes you out of being a cause. If you look at everything they put up there, right? Yes. It's abdicating responsibility, abdicating generating something. Everything's mm-hmm. at an effect. Everything's mm-hmm. to provide comfort and safety and and, and convenience. Right. And and there's nothing that's being generated. Right. There's nothing that's being created. It's all right. consumption. Right. And at the core of being cause in the matter mm-hmm. is at the core of creating. So our proposition, so to speak, because may, people yeah. may not think about this. Yeah. I mean, people may not agree. We understand that people may not agree with our yeah. Yeah. our proposition or what, how, what we're basically saying is, is that the current composition of the culture yeah. being largely consumerist yeah. is fairly obsessed with comfort and convenience. Absolutely. And so all of the things that we do are drivers to support or maintain the comfort and convenience, or many people yeah. would say predictability. Yeah. And one of the things when you look at comfort and convenience and predictability, yeah. notice where the attention is. The attention's on me. Right. So it's not it's not outwardly focused. It's not generating anything. It's right. not improving, creating, or building anything. Right. right? So it's on me. Right. And so what being cause in the matter is, is understanding me as a stand. Right. And what am I out to create? What am I out to, to generate? What am I out to improve? What am I out to make happen? Right. So in the context of this man play, man replacement program <laughs> oh, these guys God. have, basically in that context, it's almost like you could you could be this really sensitive narcissist. Incredibly. <laughs> no, that's exact. That's actually, that's actually I'm, the formula for it. I'm right? like, like I'm super sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. I communicate with my kids. I walk across the street with the thing with the, where I'm, yeah. you know, my wife's yeah. walking behind me, but yeah. I got the kid in the sack in front of me or yeah. like, and I'm, you know, kind of petting well, him. And, and I don't, Not that that's bad. I don't want to indict anyone on anything, but I want right. people to start looking. See, it's not about the thing they're doing. It's about the context they're coming from. Right. And are they even aware that that's the context that they're coming from? That's, that's the a, best part. That's a great question. That's a great question. And right? really, the, that's where we get into, like, at right. the core of being cause in the matter yeah. is self-awareness, right? self-knowledge, yes, and self-acceptance, right? Okay. So That's so, a nice triad. Yeah. So self-knowledge is really knowing yourself. Yes. Knowing what motivates you, knowing what right. drives you, know, knowing what you stand for. Right. Coming to an understanding of one's self. Yeah. Without... Uh, this w- without a narcissistic level of attention f- about it, or it's... or a judgment about it that you suck, right? Right. And then then the self awareness is understanding. Okay, I understand how I understand who I am. Right. Now I understand the impact I make when I go into a room. Am I right. ignored? Right. Am I a loud, boisterous person? Right. Do I come in and actually make something happen? I mean, one of the things I had to learn is I had to be responsible for my wake. Like I could go in and stir a bunch of stuff up. Right? Yep. 
And you know, I'm leaving bodies. Thank in you my, for catching yourself. I, I, I did catch myself. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna chalk that one up. I didn't get, get didn't get beeped. Yeah, but you know, and and then I would leave a trail of bodies behind. Right, and that's not good either. So you want to be aware of your impact, right? Positively, negatively, whatever, however it is, you want you know you kind of want to make a difference and leave no footprints. Yeah, go ahead. Let me restate what you just said, if I may. Please do. Which is. You're causing the impact that you're making. Absolutely. The whole the whole proposition here this week, the theme here is that we are causal in yeah. the impact that we're making. Yeah, that's exactly. We're not at the effect of something. Right. We're right. at the cause of something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay, so, cool. so that's that's really what this is about, and it's about being aware of it, and it's actually you know being cause in the matter at the core of it, Bob, is actually being present to what we're up to. Yeah. You know, uh, this is, you know, this that you sent me. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is just so powerful. When we, you know, yeah. when we come back in the second, in, in our third section. Yeah. Why don't you go over some of that? Maybe not all of it, but some of it. Let me go. Can I yeah, take a tidbit real yeah. quick? Just yeah. one little. People who operate from a context of being victimized feel powerless and helpless in the face of some act, circumstance, condition, and or person. They are, quote unquote, done to and have yeah. to react and defend their life against others. That's like an entire show right there. Well, no, you know, I, I was thinking about <laughs> this like an entire... and the thing, the, the, <coughs> here's, here's the concern I have, like right? A, excuse me. I'm so when you look at, when you look at the victim victimization, right? And, and here we are in Evanston and I can go, I could probably go within three blocks of here Yeah. and point out 20 yard signs. Yeah. Right. That are celebrating victimization. Right. 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 And then you can also, you can't go to any place where, you know, feminists gather that they don't have a, a hashtag that celebrates victimization for, the, for them. Right. And, and the problem is you're not seeing change in those elements because there is no stand. There's just complaint. Well, not only that, but the change that you may see is a kind of stagnancy. It's yeah. not really a moving forward. It's this... We're never going to reach to the top of the mountain. So, We're no. not going to get to the top of the mountain ever. So it becomes like an excuse to not get to the top of the mountain. Yeah. It becomes so, like an ideological thing. Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. There's a reason spiders and ants are called pests, and getting rid of them can get a little messy for the environment. Get the job done safely with Ecotech Pest Control. Following the principles of integrated pest management, Ecotech will ensure your home or business is free from all those unwanted visitors today and offer you solutions and advice to keep them from coming back tomorrow. Schedule your service appointment today at ecotechpestcontrol.com. Ecotech Pest Control, protecting our environment together. This is Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where we pack the current cultural narrative into a sausage grinder of critical thought, and where whatever enters that sacred hog casing gets served up hot and juicy on a platter of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our latest episodes are also available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and our website, intothegapmedia.com. 
Okay, back to the show now. Here's Mike. You know, one of the things I want to put in, Bob, is Mm -hmm. there is no way to justify racism. There's no way to justify abusing women domestically or in any way whatsoever. So that's not it at all. I'm not opposed to the the stand that people are taking. What I what I, I am speaking to though is the ineffectiveness of coming at it from victimization. That's all. Right. And as men, yeah, I think it's a you know if we are truly here to provide, protect, and leave a legacy, mm-hmm. we have to inter- interact with those things. We have to be equally um, a stand for inclusion and integration and bringing people together. And a stand for that women are treated with the utmost respect. Yes. And at the same time, though, yeah. at the same time, I believe that one of the more emergent things that's going on, you got guys like Rolla Tomasi yeah. writing a book called The Rational Male. Yep. And you got this other guy that wrote. Uh, uh, Jack Donovan. Guy? Jack Donovan. Yeah. You know, yeah. these guys are, you know, very, you know, what a lot of people would t- t- would would look at as being, you know, toxic or, yeah. you yeah. know, too too aggressive mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is is that everybody needs to have their say that's what it means to be in this yeah. country yeah everybody gets a chance to say what it is for them and they and they have an opportunity to be that person that's yeah. the whole point yeah. no that's what free speech is for yeah. that's what property rights are for Absolutely. that's what the use the united states constitution stands for yeah and the bill of rights and so forth yeah which are the documents or the underpinning that's a structure we're all standing on together regardless yeah. Yeah. of what it is that we're demanding or what right. you know that we're a victim or not it L- doesn't listen, matter you know rollo and, and, and jack donovan those guys i mean they have a particular point of view and a particular perspective they come from which i totally get where they're coming from i'm not aligned with the methodology so much but i'm aligned with the message i am too and yeah. i and i and we and we look forward we discussed this to yeah. having these guys yeah we want to we want to interact show. we want to interact with them. absolutely i my concern is that their methodology can create more divide than right. bring people together. But what they're doing a good job of is bringing guys together, which is something we want to do, and we're going to talk about in the fourth segment. But what this is really about, though, this being cause in the matter, it's really yeah. about understanding responsibility as access to agency in one's own life, right? Yeah, I love that term, by the way, the agency thing. Yeah, man, because that's what it's about. And if you have, if you actually have agency, i.e., mm-hmm. you have the say in how your life goes, right. you've got freedom, Right. Power and access to full self-expression. Right, and that's actually the whole. It kind of summarizes what cause cause is. That's Ca- really, being causal. That's really what it's is about. Being responsible. It's being fully responsible. Right. So if it goes great, high five. Right. If it doesn't go right. so great, the buck stops here. Clean right. up the mess. Right. You know. Right. And it's not about winning. It's about playing. But when you say being cause in the matter, and again, yeah. I don't mean to get words sure. here, but the yeah. relationship, and I, I, I want to be able, you know, I want everybody to kind of understand it the way you and I have been tossing it back and yeah. forth for a while. Yeah. And that is when one is being caused in the matter, uh-huh. what's the link between that and being responsible? I'm, and I'm just asking it, it, a it's, stupid it's, question, but. Well, well, being caused in the matter is being fully responsible. 100% ownership. Okay. Right. And it's like no victimization, no excuses. Right. It's it's mine to own. Right. You're taking. 100%. Extreme ownership is Extreme another Jocko order. comment would One, be. A Jocko title to his book. To his right? book, right. Yeah. You know? Great book. And it's a fantastic book. And yeah. that's what it is. And one of the things I love about Jocko, Jocko's really the first person I saw who mm-hmm. took this distinction mm-hmm. and ran with it and went to the mountaintop and yelled it from the highest mountain. Right. right? I mean, that's at the core of what Jocko's about is being cause in the matter. 
And what this is, is this is one of the four distinctions, and that's how we're starting to show up. You know, the show started out with talking about authenticity. What's it mean to be authentic? Yep. Right? Then we talked about being given being in action by something greater than us. Right. Right? Which like is our purpose. The purpose. And right? being driven by that purpose. And being driven. Like, and letting that purpose call you forth. So you can be cause in the action. So there's no coughing yeah. on the on, on, on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> or if you do, just choke it down, maybe, you know? <laughs> and no having to run to the bathroom in the middle of the segment or anything like right, that, right? Exactly. I mean, because you're, you're committed to something. Yeah. More than, you know. I, I go, yeah. And really, yeah. and another an analogy, if I wait, which sure. we were talking about on the break is, you know, you're a sniper. You're, it's yeah. your job to do the sniping. Yeah. And a fly lands on your nose. So what? What are you going to do? Yep. An ant crawls in your ear. So what? There's nothing you could do about so that. So what? Your job, what your your job is, your ownership of the mission. You have stomach Supersedes cramps. everything. Right. So what? <laughs> right? One of my favorite albums of all time, Joe Walsh. So what? Right? Yes. What a great album. Yeah. And and that's what it is. It's taking the circumstance. Right. And putting the circumstance aside. In yeah. service of the commitment and the stand that you are. Right. That you constitute yourself as. Right. And that's how you get stuff done. Yeah. And that's how you, and it's not to ignore circumstances. You know what I love about this, if I yeah. may say so? Sure. I mean, I know we, we say a lot of, you know, interesting things here and make observations, but how many people out there yeah. have a teenager and that teenager may be totally uninspired? Yeah. They may be dwelling in what comes along with being a teen, uh -huh. which is serious amounts of self-doubt yeah doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or yeah. a male or female or whatever your declaration of yeah. self is yeah you're still going to you're still going to to be at the effect of those things yeah. and the value of what we're talking about i think to them is really a, in a certain sense is more important to me personally in many ways than yeah. the one than, than adults that may be listening to this you no, know I mean? you know so i started coaching this young man this week Okay. Oh, okay, cool. 29, 28, 29 years old. Mm -hmm. Super successful guy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, you know the thing you did, the 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 assessment tool? Yeah. I had him do it. And, and the guy is like a monster. He's like, he knows what he's supposed to do. And he, he's, his ability to get stuff done is like really like third standard deviation from the mean level. Like this guy's, yeah. this guy will get stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. But the guy doesn't have a clear sense of why he's doing it. Right. So, and I pointed to him, I asked, do you ever have, do, do people ever accuse you of manipulation? Which, yeah, all the time. I'm not trying to manipulate anyone. And what it is, is because he's not clear on where he's going. He's just focused on what he's doing. Right. So there's no, there's this loss of drive sometimes. And sometimes he gets chippy and sometimes he gets irritated with mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And so all the, and, I, and that's why I said it's all there is to do is create a clear sense of purpose. And the other thing is, is his, mm -hmm. uh, his uh, like uh, self-belief. Yep. is relatively low too. Mm -hmm. I mean, he fakes it. Mm -hmm. you, know, you would never know that, but what he, he's self-doubting. He's, he's in his head all the time, right? Right. So, and I said, dude, the, the way to get out of your head is to create a future bigger than you. Yep. You know, and that's for everybody out there. Yeah. If you've got to stand, if there's a commitment you have, right? you know, and it's bigger than you, if it's, it's, it's that thing that they would say in Landmark, create the undoable promise or the unfulfillable promise. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's a thing that's bigger mm -hmm. than you to, calls you in action we we're trying to talk about last week right and being at cause is actually having that as a stand right. and informing the actions you're going to take right one could argue though that having that unattainable promise or that thing that's you know in the impossible whatever that is yeah, impossible, the impossible promise, dream yeah. yeah i mean we can easily as human beings yeah. fall into 
the trap of ideology and self-delusion and fallacy. And there are critical thinking tools yeah. To deal with that, because yeah. how, how, how life occurs for me, most of human humanity is yeah. I will dominate others to mm-hmm. get what I want mm-hmm. without making a fundamental change in my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, without making a, an unalterable, that's it, I'm never going back there again. Or I'll submit to others without fundamentally changing myself or but looking at myself. The thing you're pointing to about is so important, though, man, because if if someone is wrapped up in the ideology. Yes, they're going to get into that whole circular conversation with everyone and start arguing philosophy and not taking a look at the measures. Are they moving forward in their commitment? Right. Right. So the easy way to out those guys is what's changed. Right. Nothing's changed. Right. But, but they could argue and say, it doesn't matter if nothing changed because I'm still a commitment that that's going to happen. Then you're full of crap. I'm still. <laughs> that, that's, that's really the only. You're a commitment, but it, it makes no difference. This is the case of we're going to fly to the sun but yeah. we're going to go at night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, you want to notice how people, and again, they're full of crap because why? Because they want to stay comfortable because yeah. they don't want to engage. They don't want to get on a court. They don't want to get some on you. There's this great Netflix uh, video with Brene Brown just came out and, okay. I, and I love Brene Brown. Do you know who she is? Yeah. I, yes. I watched a little clip so far, yeah. but I want to watch yeah. more of she, her. She's, she's very compelling. She's really cool. Man. Yeah. And she gets some on her. I mean, she makes, she's like bold, you know? Mm-hmm. And she will, and she will offend people yep. and she will, she doesn't worry about what she says. She's right. a member of the NRA. Right. You know, a social worker is a member of the NRA. Think a about social it. worker? That's what she is. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a member of the NRA. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not That's only that. awesome. Not only that, uh, she hunts. Nice. Right? And yeah, she's from Texas, man. And she's like, she, I mean, she's just like complete badass, right? I, I prefer to Texans. I prefer to the... In- Texas is a very complex state for me. It's a real complex state. Every once state. in a while, it looks like the forest moon of Endor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, her, her whole argument is you want to, don't talk to me if you're not down on the field, getting grimy, getting beat up, losing. Yeah. Don't, you have no say in what I do. If you're down there with me and you got some criticism, I'm open to it. If, but if you're, if you're up in the stands making judgments, um, making assumptions, you know, kiss my butt because I'm not I'm not hearing you because we we can't let that in. The only people we should interact with, the only people that get a say to critique me, are the ones that are in the dirt with me. Yeah, the guy next to you is uh, uh, Eric Bonna says at the end of uh, Black yeah. Hawk Down. Yeah, if why do we do it? It's all about the guy next to you. It, yeah, exactly. If <laughs> if you're up in the stands like this week on Facebook, some guy you know came after me because they thought I was angry because I was pointed to something that I thought was incredibly stupid, right? Yeah. I'm not angry. Listen, if you guys saw me angry, you would, there would be no question if I was angry or not, right? <laughs> but no, it's, and it's just that. Don't it's like, poke the bear. <laughs> but it's just, it's just that, man. It's like, you know, we, we want to forward something and in forwarding things, sometimes you get some goo on you. Sometimes you get messed up. Sometimes you fail. Sometimes you make mistakes. Well, that's the responsibility part because yeah. no one is going to nail it all the time. Yeah. You're not going to do that. No. And mm-hmm. you're not going to, and if you are engaged, if you're engaged at all, yeah. you're going to screw something up that you need to take responsibility well, for. It, it was so funny on the way here, right? I was listening to sports radio and mm-hmm. we're talking about Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan threw seven no hitters and 12 one hitters, right? And he had just a little bit over 500 record. Probably wow. the greatest pitcher of all time. He wow. played on mostly bad teams. Mm-hmm. And and the thing was, 
there was some some general manager made a comment. Well, he's no better than a 500 pitcher. Seven no hitters, 12 one hitters, 18 two hitters. Dude's the baddest pitcher that ever lived, right? You're listening to Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our weekly radio show, which airs Saturdays at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM, Evanston, Chicago. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where leadership, lifelong learning, and critical thinking are leveraged in the service of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes of that podcast, and this one too, are available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Let's go back to the show now. Here's my partner, Mike Sherrick. So this is our last segment. We're going to talk about being cause and matter. And Bob's going Bob's to go over a document that uh, is, is around. And it's really about responsibility. And we've been talking about like being cause and matter and responsibility as agency in one's own life and agency right. in your business. So, Bob, why don't you hit it up? Okay, cool. So uh, people who operate in the context of responsibility declare that they are accountable for their interpretations and behavior. Caring mainly about the ultimate success of their projects and relationships, they are oriented to action and correction rather than explanation and self-protection. Responsible people do not spend a lot of energy estimating how things got to be the way they are. Rather, they focus on effective action. They are more concerned with having a project or relationship work than the reasons why it will not. In the responsible structure of interpretation, one looks to oneself as the source of all aspects of the project or relationship. The responsible person looks at what works and what does not work. The responsible person does not approach the project or relationships as though something is wrong, rather that there is something missing. Yeah. When one is responsible, one voices few psychological assessments. Instead, one's focus. That's so. Let's figure this out. Uh, right? Instead, one's focus is on what action will further the project or relationship. Yep. The responsible person is able, willing, and striving to tell the truth about what has been done and not done. They are not concerned with looking good as as, as really? much as they are with having less really? work. So looking good's not that important, huh? No. Okay. okay. I know. Right, just... Real responsibility is not to be confused with blame, credit, obligation, or duty. Acting from a context of responsibility, one is concerned with the facts only as they bear on the next appropriate action. There is yeah. no concern about whether the facts seem to give credit or blame. When one operates out of a stand of responsibility, one is empowered by being the source of one's own results, not intimidated or weighed down by that. So if you're the source of your own results, you probably don't need a government program to support you through that. Actually, you don't. And, and I'll tell you, in my lib- when I was a very liberal person, yeah. much younger, yeah. I actually took umbrage at this kind of like elitist notion yeah. That yeah. everyone actually has the capacity to be totally responsible for themselves and then deal with where they haven't been responsible yeah. with uh, without this quote unquote safety net. If that, you will. That's a bigger and, and conversation. Say, it We're going to get huge, into it. I don't want, yeah, hey, I don't want to take away any safety nets. Guess I'm just what? Saying. We got a caller. Oh, John Maxwell. So, <laughs> sales trainer John Maxwell is on the phone. We're so delighted to have John call. How do I connect? With I don't him? know. How do, we, how do we hook that up? Just, just pick up the Hello? phone. There we go. John's on. John? John, you on? So uh, I I just want to, first of all, I want to thank Mike, you and Bob. Great show. Thanks, man. Terrific stuff. Thank you, John. Really enjoyed listening to it. And this this afternoon, my son and I sat down to have lunch, and we just listened to the show. Awesome. Awesome. 
What were you having? And it was a very, <laughs> it was a very interesting dynamic as we were listening to the show. It's uh, and and my son's a millennial; he's in his twenties, right? Sure. But it, it's it created a very interesting conversation about personal responsibility. Yeah. And it was it was a lot of fun because we're hearing and reading things all day long about how people are, you know, <clears throat> being victimized by this, struggling by that, oh, yeah. powerful forces here, powerful forces there. Yeah. And really, uh, thank you for the show because it gave us an opportunity to talk about how we actually are responsible for our own lives. So I, it was just a fun moment. I wanted to thank you for that. Dude, well, thank, thank you, you so John. much for that. And thank you for our friendship and this ridiculous amount of support that you've given me personally, John, since 2011 when you cold called me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. and it's uh, just been yeah, such well, a hey, terrific that's, friendship. That's I just wanted to make that contribution to the show. So I think it's a great thing for fathers and sons to listen to together. No, that's well, awesome. Thank man. you, thank John, you. And so please, much. Thanks so much and, and let people know about it. Because that's really, you know, John, one of the things that you you you, uh, you brought up in it, it it actually is uh, it's very cool because it's our commitment that we actually engage in a conversation that empowers everyone, but primarily empowers men. And we're really we're really committed that the generation of your son really has access to conversations that I'm not sure they had access to earlier. So uh, thank you for that, and thanks for being the, the conduit for that with your with your young man so, and a gr- being a great dad, John. Yeah. Thank you. All right, brother. Thank you. Thanks, man. Have a great day. Thank you. I know. Well, that was nice. John calling in. That was in. awesome. So, um, you, so yeah, we got, uh, you know, the show has been pretty interesting. And, 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 and I know one of the great things about being cause in the matter, it's actually actionable. And so people can take a look at, you know, the actions there are to take. And so one of the things I want to invite folks to do is, you know, really, if you enjoy the show, if you like what we're talking about, please invite your friends to listen to it. And get and, the word out. And consider supporting the show. And I would request that those of you who may have businesses where you can uh, you can afford to support the show. It's really cheap. It's really, really it's cheap, extremely guys. reasonable. <laughs> and our promises yeah. is that we become a clearing. In other words, we become the space in which people develop a more powerful self-understanding and then they can carry that into yeah. understanding others in a way they may not have been able to do prior to that. Yeah, very cool. You know, and in theoretical physics, they call that the field is the sole governing authority of the particle. But I digress. Oh, oh my God. It's breaking out <laughs> theoretical physics on the show, man. Yeah. Wow. Yep. One of us went to some kind of scientific school. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. actually me, but that's It was okay. you. Yeah. You're the engineer, <laughs> man. And God bless the engineers. Exactly. So, so Robert, like um, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm really curious. What, what's your takeaway from the call today? What, I'm from the show today. Because you know, you're I, like engaged I, at a level that you hadn't been since the first show. Oh, so, thank so you. So thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. my pleasure. Um, yeah. Actually, I think it was, you know, we have these pre-show meetings during the week. Yeah. And, and I, was, we, I, I turned you on to Catherine Austin Fitz, who's yeah. just a complete She's a monster. major monster brain. Yeah. And is doing unbelievable work. And she basically was talking about how... Uh, as a single as a single uh being uh, a woman uh, by herself or a man alone yeah we're we're subject to conflicting or being put to conflict with one another right and in being in conflict with one another yeah. we have a reduced capacity to be at the co- at a greater cause right right in what's going on in the world and so if we can get 
if we can get reignite the partnership between men and women as a result of men having a greater understanding of themselves yeah. and in the context in which they're operating, including their biological inclinations and so forth, if we can do that, then we can get men and women working together. Absolutely. And then we have a we can really re we can go back to what the country was originally founded on, yeah. which is personal responsibility yeah. ultimately. Freedom. Right? Actually and freedom. freedom. Freedom and liberty. Yeah. Freedom and liberty. You know, Bob, what you're what you're pointing to is so at the core of what I discovered. Oh man, it's probably even going on a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it, it's really like, if I have a singular commitment, it's that. It's that men become self-aware. Men uh, really know themselves. There's a self-knowledge, and then there's a, a self-acceptance. So they they understand the strength they have, the weaknesses they have. They understand the impact they make. Right. And then they accept themselves for who they are and go to work from there. But let's be straight about the fact that the opportunity for men is to re-engage with them, with, with their possibility of protecting and providing yeah, and leaving authentically. Legacy. Yeah, exactly. But, That's really what it's about. But really, I mean, no kidding, because if you look at all of film right now, it's yeah. all about women and men in in a lot of Netflix shows in particular oh my God. are just a complete bunch of doofuses. Yeah. And, and, and again, and it's just from, not from, fair to men. Well, in my from, opinion, from places of again, being at cause, a victim statement. Exactly. <laughs> well, what I want to put in is a place of being at cause. Yeah, we've abdicated responsibility such to allow that to go on, and right? To, to allow that to become the, That's the current right. narrative. Exactly. And, and and what my stand is, we end that current narrative now. Yeah. I'm not engaging in that narrative anymore. Right. Okay. Right. And if a guy acts like a doofus, he's going to wear it. That's right. So. Right. Anyway, so is we're, this it? we're at the end of the show. Oh, my God. This is a, oh, my God. This is like such great music by one of the greatest musicians of all John time. John Coltrane. Let this play out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're going to let I mean, it play As long out. as we don't get arrested for playing John Coltrane. But I want to thank you, man. And I want to acknowledge thank you, Mike. the people who supported the show. I want to acknowledge our listeners. Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible. 